This is the Beginner's Guide to Human Design. I'm your host, Madeline Evergreen. This podcast makes understanding your human design chart super simple and easy. Have you ever looked at your chart and seen all those shapes, lines, arrows, and numbers and gotten lost in the descriptions? Me too. After countless hours of practice and study, I'm here to break it down for you. Now let's get into today's episode. We're taking a deep dive into how to manifest according to your design today. I've gotten some absolutely phenomenal questions from you over on Instagram, and you've emailed me some questions, and they're all really centered around this topic of manifesting according to your design. You know, following that concept that you're either a specific or non-specific manifester or an active or a passive manifester. But before we get deep into that topic, let's jump off with the review of the week. Each week, I select one of your reviews over from Apple Podcasts, and if I choose your review to read, then you win a special prize. You either get to have a personalized recording from me where I'm going to read your life theme and interpret it for you. Or if you already know your life theme or you've already had a reading, so you already know all about that, then you can ask me a detailed, deep, personal question about your chart and I'll send you a recording with an answer. So here we go. Drum roll. This is our review of the week. It's a five-star review and the title is Dive In, The Water Is Warm. And there's a cute little mermaid and a bikini and a swimmer. Dipped my toe in years ago, but never found the info accessible. Madeline is so clear and while obviously passionate, informs in a neutral manner that in the first few listens, I was able to expand my view of myself and my family. Now, when I am annoyed by anyone, I think to myself, what centers are they getting energy from? Definitely recommend for astrology lovers who want an intuitive feel to the energies inside of us. Okay, if that was your review, first off, thank you. I am sending you good vibes. I really appreciate it. And you can go ahead and send me a DM over on Instagram at healthy underscore Madeline or write me an email at hello at MadelineEvergreen.com and let me know what username you used for that review and which um, little prize you would like. And if anybody else wants to win, all you need to do is go on Apple Podcasts and write a review. That's it. Super simple. And I select a random one. It's not always just the most recent one. And I guess that's it. So let's move on. First off, before we get into the topic, I have one more thing I want to say. I'm really proud of myself because I have been truly trying to live according to my design because I've noticed that when I do, my life is significantly better and everything just works better. I'm happier, more energized. Things come to me in amazing, mysterious ways and I just love it. That's why I love human design because it's made my life way better. But I'm not perfect and I do still struggle and I can see that this is a lifelong experiment and I'm going to continue to learn and grow for probably the rest of my life. So I want to share a story about an experience that I had that uh, really has to do with my chart. 
So I am sacral. I have a sacral authority. And if you've been listening to the last number of episodes, you know that that means that the number one place that I'm supposed to be making decisions from is from my sacral center. And simply what that means is that I'm just supposed to choose the things that excite me the most, that light me up. When I think about doing that thing, it's supposed to be something that I like lean in and it energizes me and I'm attracted to it. And it's like an instant hell yes. And if it's not a hell yes, then it's either a no, absolutely not, or it's a not right now for an answer. But anybody that's sacral defined shouldn't be doing anything that is sort of a maybe. And so what does this have to do with anything? Well, most of you know that I am a breathwork facilitator along with being a human design reader, and I absolutely love breathwork, and I've been doing it for about 10 years, and it's amazing. And I do a modality called shamanic breathwork, and I love it. Nothing wrong with it. It's incredible. It's totally my thing, life-changing, 100%. But I'm always interested in learning and growing and trying new things. So I have been kind of dabbling in testing out different types of breathwork journeys. And I experienced a somatic breathwork the other day for the first time. And it's a little bit similar to what I do, but some pretty key differences. And I had an incredible experience. I mean, I I don't need to get into it all right now, but I had a nice communication with um, my spirit baby. I'm not even going to explain what that is. If you know what it is, you know, and if you don't, then just read the book Spirit Babies. But I've had this relationship with this spirit baby for a few years now, and we had a really interesting di- uh, conversation in this breath work. I also just really released a lot, like a lot of emotion, a lot of trauma out of my body, a lot of pain. It was great. So I've been dabbling back and forth in my mind, like, should I get certified to be a somatic breathwork facilitator or should I just stick with what I'm doing? You know, what should I do? I'm somebody who really has struggled with making decisions all of my life. It's been a a challenge forever. I think that's probably why I love learning about human design. So in order to make this decision, should I take the training or shouldn't I, I decided I'm just going to follow my design. And my design says that if I get an immediate hell yes, then do it. And if I don't, then it's either a not right now or it's a no. And I did get an immediate hell yes. And I've also done a little bit of deeper learning about this recently. And I'm understanding more and more that if you have a sacral authority, the worst thing that you can do is waffle back and forth and search for the why or try to justify your reasons or your answers. And that is going to make anyone that's sacral divine just kind of go crazy. And that's, I think, what I've been feeling my whole life is that I always feel this immediate answer and then I doubt it and I try and explain my way to a logical reason. So I decided, okay, forget about it. Forget about the reasons. Forget about thinking about the money or the time or the shoulds or any of that. I know that this is a smart thing to do. Like, I know I'm not going to go into debt or get fired from my job if I go or like, I know nothing horrible is going to happen, even if this is a total flop and I hate it or it's a bad training or I never use it. I know logically I'm safe 
and it'll be fine. So that's taken care of. And I decided I'm just going to go with my gut and my gut says, hell yes. So I signed right up that moment. And ever since then, I am literally on fire. I am buzzing. Like my body is buzzing. I could hardly sleep last night. And today I am exploding in my brain with business ideas and ideas for you about the podcast, about workshops, about all kinds of things I can be doing with my work. And normally I really, really struggle with energy and with motivation and I feel bogged down and exhausted a lot. And I really struggle to tap into my creativity. And so I think that I'm feeling so on fire and so like buzzing with energy and ideas right now because I listened to my sacral center fully trusted it with a hell yes. And I did what my sacral center told me to do. I did what my gut said with zero doubts, zero resistance. And then I really believe that when you do that, like when you follow your chart full steam ahead, you get rewarded with energy and with health and with ideas and momentum and with manifestations. And so This is just an inspiration for you or a motivation to sometimes just follow your design. If you're able to just put on your blinders and let go of resistance and just do what your chart tells you, I'm going to guess that you're going to feel so much better and you're going to have so much more energy and so much more just like brain power. And so I'm, I'm just feeling so inspired right now. And speaking of feeling inspired... I cannot stop thinking about this concept of manifesting by your design, especially because you guys have really shown that you you want more help with this. I've already done two episodes on this topic, so if you haven't listened to them or it's been a while after you listen today, please go back and re-listen to episodes seven and eight because those are two really, really, really helpful episodes on how to look up your design and how to find out... um, the type of manifester you are. And I'm not talking about the energy type called manifester. I'm talking about the ability to manifest. Everybody can manifest. And everybody is either a specific or a non-specific manifester, and you're also an active or a passive manifester. So episodes seven and eight explain that in great detail. And I also have a free guide that hundreds of you have already scooped up and, and been using. And you can get that free guide. It's a PDF explaining where to look on your chart and what all of this means. It's really easy to understand. It's not complicated or a long learning process. It's super accessible. And you can get that in the link in the show notes if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, or you can go to madelineevergreen.com backslash manifest by your design. And just fill in your information and you'll get the PDF emailed to you. And why I'm doing this episode today is because I got a really, really good question from one of you over on Instagram that I keep getting asked all the time. So I'm only using this one question as an example, but dozens of you have reached out and asked me the same thing. And I'm thinking that maybe you guys need more examples or more information or more resources. And I am probably going to put on a workshop or a class or something so that we can dive deeper and hopefully give you the opportunity to ask questions um, 
right with me about this. And so stay tuned. Be sure that you're either on my email list or you're following along over on Instagram so that you're informed whenever that workshop or class happens. Because I don't know when it's going to be. But again, I said I just woke up today with so many, so many ideas. And that's one of them. And I can't wait to put it into action. So let me pull up this question. And I apologize. I don't have the name of this person. Um, I just have her handle, which um, I don't have permission to share, so I'm not going to. And maybe it's even a he. I don't really know. But this person's question is, Hi, Madeline. I just started listening to your podcast and am very grateful for it because I had a difficult time understanding the nitty gritty parts of human design. So thank you. I also wanted to reach out to ask a question about passive slash active and non-specific slash specific because I'm having a hard time understanding mine. I can understand each part separately, but I'm finding it challenging to bring the two together, especially for what I have going on in my chart. I feel like mine are opposites from each other, so that makes it confusing. I have passive and specific, so both arrows pointing to the head of the figure. And my partner has both arrows pointing away from the head, active and non-specific. We can't see how it could be that way and also what it means for the way we should manifest. How would you interpret these when each on their own feels opposite from each other? Okay, phenomenal question. So I don't, again, I don't know who this is, so I'm just going to refer to this person as a she just to make things easier. So she has... Um, sorry, let me read back again. She has passive and specific, and she's feeling like she thinks that those are opposites. So how can that work? Well, they're not opposites. They're just totally different. So when you are a passive manifester, that doesn't have anything to do with how many details you use to manifest. Being a passive manifester has to do with the action that you take in order to attract what you want. So when you're a passive manifester, whether you're specific or non-specific, it doesn't matter. But if you're passive, then you want to like have a motto and your motto is going to be set it and forget it. And that means that you can decide what you want to manifest and maybe set a manifestation and then forget about it, don't think about it much, don't talk about it, don't dwell on it, don't do rituals to try and attract that thing, just leave it. It's like playing hard to get with the universe. It really is. So I'm a passive manifester and I have seen this work wonders in my life when I started doing this. And I never did this before because it goes against all of the popular manifestation advice. Most manifestation teachers and advice that you'll see out there says that you should do all these rituals and you should, you know, visualize what you want to manifest for 10 minutes a day and write it out in all this detail and read it while you're looking at yourself in the mirror. And then you should go and experience it. Like if you want to manifest a car, you should go test drive that car. Or if you want a house, you should go look at houses. And not for the purpose of finding a house, but for the purpose of just actively playing with the manifestation. And none of that, none of that 
is going to work for a passive manifester. So a passive manifester, if they wanted to manifest a house, they would declare, I want to manifest a house and then leave it. Forget about it. Don't talk about it all the time. Don't think about it all the time. Don't visualize it all the time. Just leave it. But you do want to actually declare that you want something. And how this has shown up in my life is very interesting because I've really struggled with manifestation in the past where I would like strain myself with all the effort I put in. I would do all these affirmations and all these rituals and all this stuff and nothing ever happened. Like for example, I had this nightmare of a condo that had disaster after disaster. I swear that place was cursed, but it gave me some of the best life lessons I ever had. But it took me a couple of years to sell it and I wasn't even living there. So I was paying two mortgages. I thought that I could sell it really quick when I bought my house, but nope, it took me years to sell it. And every day I would do all these rituals and I would write out my vision and I would do all this stuff to try and manifest the sale. And it just did not happen until I just completely gave up and just stopped thinking about it and I ignored the whole situation. And I've had a lot of other examples of that in my life where once I've learned about my design and that I'm a passive manifester, I've just decided that when I want something, I'm going to decide, yeah, I want that. And then when I let it go and I put it out of my mind, it usually like flings into my life, like it suctions in, almost like I'm a vacuum. It's seriously like plain hard to get. And speaking of hard to get, actually, I just had like a huge realization right now as I'm talking. Oh my God, this is so interesting. So I remember when I was growing up, like in middle school and early high school, I loved boys. I was like so boy crazy. And I just wanted all the boys to like me. And so I would try really hard and I would dress really cute and I would try and flirt and I would try to appeal to them. And I was not popular and I did not have like, I just, I didn't get all the boys. That's for sure. I could tell I was repelling them and that I was probably being overly needy or clingy or irritating and really inauthentic. Then I did have this boyfriend one year, my junior year of high school, and he was like my first real boyfriend. And then we had a terrible breakup over the summer and I was absolutely devastated. And I we broke up basically because it was pretty clear that I was trying to mold myself into a person that he wanted me to be. And he was like not interested in me and just kind of didn't he just didn't really even like me the more that I tried. So after that breakup, I was so devastated that I just like gave up on trying in all areas of life. Like I just was done. I didn't give a shit who liked me. I did not care if I had friends. I did not care if I got good grades. I didn't care if I did well in dance. I didn't care what anybody thought of me at all. And I remember I showed up to my first day of senior year wearing sweatpants, no makeup, and I had wet hair. And I had never, ever gone to school looking like that. I would always go to school looking really put together. And then the weirdest thing happened I was like a a magnet for all these boys and suddenly all these boys liked me and I had never experienced that and they just started like flying towards me and I had boyfriends and I was I was just like suddenly attracting all these guys and 
I've really learned that lesson that if I just stop putting neediness out there, people and things come to me better. And maybe that's actually because I'm a passive manifester and being needy and clingy with what I want is very unattractive for somebody like me. I mean, I think it's unattractive for everybody, but maybe it's really, really um, uh, applicable to anyone who's a passive manifester. So I hope that that helps you understand how being a passive manifester works. And then you said that you're also a specific manifester. So this is a totally different thing. This has nothing to do with methods of how to attract the thing in. This has all to do with how you determine what you want to manifest. So you're either a specific or a non-specific manifester. And as a specific manifester, this just means that you're going to attract things quicker, easier, better when you are detailed about what you want, when you nail down the specifics. So it doesn't mean that you have to write it down or say it out loud or do an affirmation or do anything. The doing has to do with being passive. But when you're specific, it means that you want to get detailed. So if you want a house, determine all the details that you want in that house. And don't strain yourself. If you get to the point where it's stressful, it's too many details. But if you are a specific manifester, get as detailed as you're comfortable with. Do you see what that means, how those are totally different? So I'm going to give an example. If you are what you are, so a specific passive manifester, and you want to manifest a dog, then you would say, I want a, I don't know anything about dogs, but I want a um, black lab that's a boy that is a puppy that um, comes from somebody I know. And I want like a puppy from their litter. I don't want to get it from the pet store. And um, I want it to be really well behaved. Okay, so those are some details that maybe you thought of. Then as as a passive manifester, let it go. Forget about it. Don't, Don't do any rituals. Don't like tell everybody what you want. Just let it go. And then the how is out of your hands. It's going to come to you however it's going to come to you in the best form that it's supposed to be for you. All right, now let's switch gears and talk about your partner. So your partner is the opposite, where your partner is an active, non-specific manifester. So let's say your partner wants to manifest a dog. Well, then since your partner is non-specific, then then he or she would say, I just really want a dog. And that might be as detailed as this person gets. They might not need to get into any details, but if they know one detail that they feel really clear about, then maybe they would add that in. Like, I really want a dog that's really energized, or I really want a dog that is super chill and calm, or I want a dog that makes me feel loved. So nonspecific manifestors do really well with manifesting things according to how it's going to make them feel rather than all of the details. And then this person is an active manifester. 
So since they're active, they might do something like let everybody know, hey, everybody, I really want a dog. Does anybody have a dog available? And then maybe they would start searching websites for dogs and maybe they would go on Pinterest and look up pictures of dogs and maybe make a vision board of all the cute dogs that they like. And maybe they would watch movies about dogs and just talk and talk and talk and talk or visualize or meditate about this dog that they're calling in. But they don't really have a specific kind of dog that they want. They just really want a dog that's going to make them feel loved or whatever energy they're going for. Does that make sense? So I hope that that was helpful. And I do understand that this is very nuanced and that everybody is really unique with this. And you did say something in there um, about how... um, you're finding this to be challenging to bring the two together, especially for what you have going on in your chart. So if you have a lot of other stuff going on in your chart that you feel is contradictory to how you manifest or it's just not making sense, then that would be an opportunity to do a private reading so we can really get nitty gritty into your chart because everybody's charts are going to have so much more information about you than just these little details. So let's give another example. Um, Another person uh, answered a question over on Instagram stories and she said, I'm an active specific manifester with an emotional authority. How do I best utilize this? Great question. So I would have to know a little bit more about your chart in order to answer this even better. Like I would like to know what your strongest uh, sense is. Is it feeling? Is it smell? Um, Because that can play into it as well. But so this person is a specific manifest. An, oh, an active, specific manifester with an emotional authority. Okay, so if you're active and, and specific and you want to manifest a dog, then you would get really detailed and say, I want a Great Dane that's female and is already trained. And then you, since you're active, maybe you could tell everybody about that or start searching for it or make a vision board of this Great Dane or visualize it or go... Um, walk dogs that are Great Danes and experience what they're like and maybe watch some documentaries about them. But then since you have an emotional authority, that means that you're going to make decisions based off of if something makes you feel good emotionally or not. So that doesn't really have much to do with the methods that you're going to use for manifesting. But your emotional authority will be what you use in order to decide if you're going to take that dog into your life. So let's say that this dog shows up in your life and it's what you have been manifesting. And now it's time to decide, is that going to be your dog or not? Are you going to buy the dog or adopt it or take it on? And if you have really, really bad feelings when you're around this dog and you feel emotionally really terrible, then it would be a no, even though that's what you thought you were manifesting. But if you have feelings that are positive, loving, really, really good emotional feelings around this dog, then it's clearly a yes. And um, yeah, so I hope that that was helpful as well. I continue to get so many questions like this. So again, everybody stay tuned because I think I'm going to put on a virtual class or a workshop or something for you guys because I think we need to get deeper and really get into all of your questions. All right, that's going to be all for today. Thank you again for listening. Go rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and 
feel free to also take a screenshot of you listening, share it on your socials and tag me at healthy underscore Madeline, and I'll catch you all in a week. 